Hey, Drew, how's it going, man? Good, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. What's going on? I hear it's uh, it's early where you are right now. What is it, 530? It is 5.30, but, you know, I'm used to it by now, you know, after all these years. <laughs> it's um, I love it. Yeah, man. It's still, it's still nice and warm out, so it's easy to get up in the morning. Is there, oh, it's still nice and warm. I forget, like totally didn't think about that, guys. A complete opposite schedule. That's awesome. That's awesome, yeah. man. Well, dude, thanks for getting on the phone. I appreciate it. Man, I appreciate your time so much. I really, really do. Um, oh, I want to keep it like relatively short and sharp. You know, I know you're a busy guy, so I want to um, just ask a few big questions and, and um, sort of just see where the conversation goes. On, I'm excited, man. Anything you ask, there's nothing that's off limits. Let's crush it. <laughs> awesome, awesome. All right, so... Basically, um, I might put a, give you a bit of context about um, about me. So, um, I I own a, a gym in in Sydney here, um, and I'm almost a year old. Um, and one of the big things that I focus the whole business on is like this. I, I call it the long term gain. Um, and one of the big things that attracted me to you was you're so focused on the long-term as well and steering clear of all these short-term methods. Um, that is like, that's massive in, in Australia at the moment. Um, and like the big thing I wanted to know was like, how do you, how do you work around that with, with people and like get them to focus on the long-term instead of the, like the sexiness of the short-term? So with clients specifically, so like with, with people who like they want to lose fat and, and want to like get better health and fitness, how do I help them really understand the value of the, of the long term? Totally, totally. It's a, it's a really good question. And it's one of those things where it's really funny. So I don't know if funny is the right word. It's interesting to me, the psychology, the emotion, because no one, very few people will ever really openly out loud say – yeah, no, I'm looking for a quick fix. Mm. Like very few people actually like consciously are aware of it. Um, and so one of the things that I do with, with clients is um, they'll, when they're filling out an application form to work with me, one of the questions is, would you prefer maintainable progress that you can like slower, steady progress that you can maintain over the long or faster, more rapid progress that will be more difficult to maintain in the long term. And almost everybody, almost every single person says, I want to have more slower, maintainable progress. And then I say, why? Explain. And then they'll write, well, because I've, I've tried the fast stuff before. I've like lost a lot of weight very quickly, but it always comes back and yada, yada, yada. And then within two to four weeks of working together, most people will say, I just don't know why I'm not making progress fast enough. And they'll go on a whole big rant and I'll be like, well, what do you want to do? You think your calories should be lower? Like, I think that I think I should be eating less and I should be working out more. And I'll be like, why? Like, well, I want to make faster progress. And then I'll go to that form that they filled out and I'll screenshot their response to that specific answer. I'll be like, do you know who wrote this? I love and be that. Like, I know. And they'll, they'll be like, I know, I know, like, good point. And like, that's very deliberate on my part. Like it's after years and years and years of doing the same thing. Cause I used to have to write the answer out and, and like, I was tired of it and I was yeah. like, you know what, I'm just going to let them answer their own question before they even know they're going to ask it. <laughs> and, um, and basically it's, it's not easy and everybody just wants faster, faster, faster. And, and 
from the perspective of logically, everybody knows that it should be a slower and steadier process and that's going to be more maintainable. Everybody knows that, but emotionally in the moment, it's very hard to, to see the greater perspective. And it's probably one of the best benefits of, of having a coach is a good coach is going to call you on your shit and say, Hey, you're being impatient. Like you need to relax. And the scale went up and you know, that scale, like it's actually my Instagram post today. It was literally, it was like, you know the scale is going to go up. You know it's going to fluctuate. You're not, you know you're not going to lose weight every day. Yeah. So if you don't stop getting upset when the scale fluctuates upwards, then we're going to stop weighing yourself because this is ridiculous. Yeah. And so it's like really sort of like over time showing them enough and enough and enough that like you're being illogical and you're, you're – I think one of the best quotes, like one of my best lessons ever was if you are a person who lets your emotions dictate your actions – that's the ultimate sign of weakness mm. and, and informing them, letting them know you are getting so emotional about the speed or lack of speed of your progress that you're letting it dictate your actions to that time and again, don't work long-term. And it's really, it's just a process of repetitive nature um, and really hammering that in. Yeah, totally. It's such a perspective thing. I mean, in the Australian market where, at the moment and probably for the last couple of years we've been really buzzing on these like four week transformation things where it's like lose as much weight as you can in four weeks and um i think we're slowly starting to shift away from that because as you said like people realize that isn't the way forward right like it isn't it isn't a healthy way to approach it it isn't a sensible way to approach it um it's uh it, it's a really um it's a really massive perspective just shift for people when like they come into a place like ours and and you know like we don't even have scales in the gym and I do that deliberately because I want people to see progress in other ways um so I find it it's a really interesting um thing that's attacking our market at the moment um so I, I really appreciate that answer thank you man um thank you man. that was a great question so speaking of trends and stuff, what, what are you seeing that's, what do you think is going to come next? Like not trends as in like the next fad diet, but I mean, like, where do you see the industry like moving towards in, you know, two years, in five years time? Do you mean from the perspective of, of a coach or the yeah, perspective from of us, a consumer? Yeah. From us as coaches. Um, I think we've seen such a massive shift over the last years going like really it used to just be all brick and mortar one-on-one group coaching and we've seen a massive shift towards online coaching and yeah and to the point where the other day someone messaged me a a young college kid being like i want to be an instagram coach like you and i was like hold on (laughs) like i'm not an instagram coach that doesn't exist I coached for people for 10 years in person before I started, started Instagram. So let's <laughs> chill for a second. Um, and I think it's going to get more and more and more online to the point where I think because everyone right now wants to be an online coach, but what people don't realize is like as more AR and, and VR, like virtual reality stuff, as that mm-hmm. comes out, the industry is going to continue to change very rapidly far beyond Facebook and Instagram and, and websites, it's going to go to literal virtual reality. Um, and I think like to the point where I, I don't even know what that looks like yet, but I yeah. think in the next five to seven years, that's what we're going to see. 
it's going to be an insane shift that like I'm, you know, bracing for something insane to come next. It's going to be, it's going to be wild, but I'm always curious as to whether people are going to miss having that like physical human contact. Like it, it always, I'm really curious about that. I'd love to see what actually happens off the back of that. Yeah. You know, it's going to be, there's always going to be in-person coaching. There will always be one-on-one in-person coaching mm. um, just because there's always going to be people who will, who will want that. That's just always going to be a market. Um, that market will not be as sizable as, as one-on-one coaching and as coaching becomes more affordable and more accessible in different forms via like via Instagram has or via online Skype or, or AR and VR will make it. But like, there will always be that, that market for those who want it. And then what we'll do is as we, as we do with everything, we're humans, we just continue to adapt and get better is mm-hmm. we'll make the process of online coaching and, and internet-based coaching where you might not actually physically be with someone will continue to make it better and more effective and more efficient to the point where we, it's not like people are going to miss it because we're going to keep making it more streamlined and better in the way yeah. that we're doing it. Yeah. 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 I can't wait to see what comes next. There's going to be some, some big shifts. That's for sure. Um, who are your, who are your biggest mentors in the industry, man? Like who, who do you look up to? I, I, I think I, um, I, I read that you, you started out at Westside Barbell. Is that right? Yeah. So I didn't start there, but, um, I did train there. Louis invited me to train there yeah. when I was 21 years old. Yeah. Uh, and he treated me like a son. He was, wow. uh, like literally just an incredible, incredible guy, huge mentor of mine. Um, like, literally he took me out to eat two times a day for three oh, to four months and paid for every meal. Um, yeah, it was, it was crazy, man. It was beyond lucky. Um, really just a tremendous guy. Uh, and I learned so much from him. I learned more from him in a couple months than I did in entire four years of college. <laughs> uh, same thing with Eric Cressy. I learned, yeah. I entra- trained with him, learned more from him in a couple months than I did in four years of college. And then, mm. but I got my first personal training job when I was 14 um, and I interned at this gym and I was very lucky because it was, uh, I, I didn't spend too much time on like the bro science, pseudoscience magazine stuff. I spent a lot more time, um, from 14 years old, really learning the science from two coaches, Stacy Shadler and Kevin McCarthy. And they don't have a, a really big online presence. They, they still do the in-person stuff and, and they love it and it's amazing. And, um, they were probably my two biggest mentors from very early on learning everything from like just basic strength to physiology, anatomy, like, like all that stuff. And then from there, I actually, I worked with Martin Birkin for a while and he was a big mentor of mine and Alan Aragon. And uh, just like, I've been incredibly fortunate and lucky to be, to be taught by some of the brightest minds in the industry. Yeah. That's an insane list of mentors to list. That's, that's insane. Um, what, what are the biggest things they've taught you? Like what, what, what do you take away? You know, you don't have to go through each individual obviously, but like, what are the, some of the big, maybe consistencies that they've taught you or, you know, what, what are the biggest things? You know, um, a couple things. Number one is I'll say there's no, there isn't a single right way to coach in Mm. terms of there are many different ways to coach and, many different ways to, to be a good coach. 
but in this in the same way that there's not one right way to write a training program and there are many different ways to write a fantastic training program but among all of the greatest training programs there are certain principles that must be adhered to like getting stronger getting more conditioned um whatever like getting more mobile all this stuff they all have like the same principles and however you adjust those principles is fine just as long as the principles are met um and as a coach i think one of the most important things that i learned from them is there's many ways to do it but and and i'll say this and most people will hear it but they won't really internalize it um as a coach, it's not about you. It's yeah. about your client. Yeah. And most coaches will, they'll hear that and they'll be like, well, yeah, of course, but most won't actually get what it means until something actually really big happens. And they have a really big turning point in their career. where, like, Oh my God, that's what that meant. Yeah. And, and I can say that be solely based on looking on Instagram and all the coaches who want to be doing stuff and building an audience and building a presence and looking at how they think they should be building a presence on Instagram shows me that they tend to think more about them than they think about the client. And it's the biggest mistake you'll make. Yeah. That's an amazing piece of advice. And it's luckily enough, one of my early mentors in the industry um, taught me something very similar. So I've been able to kind of, uh, work with that over the last what's it been 10 years now for me um, amazing piece of advice and I hope a lot of younger trainers out there can start to understand that advice as well um, Jordan I'll work towards like letting you go just a couple more things um, I, I'm really curious as to what's next for you like what what's what's your like personally what's your next move what, what, what are you doing next man Man, I'll tell you, it's funny. I, I wrote about this somewhat recently where people are like, what's like your, your five-year plan or what's your, like, what do you want to do? And I have no idea. <laughs> I have no clue. I haven't yeah. from the day I started, but I'll, yeah. I'll tell you the, the one major thing it's because realistically, like we can all have goals and ideas of where we want to be when like we're 30 and 40 and 50 and yada, yada, but like they always change all the time and as they should, but for me, the one goal of mine that's always kept me on track and I've never regretted is making my goal to help as many people as possible. Yeah. And I know that sounds hokey. I'm like, oh, this guy's bullshit. That's ridiculous. It's like, it's, it's a goal by design. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I mean by that. Like for, as a as a, as a business owner and as a coach, like obviously like you want to get paid for your time and you want to make money as a business owner, you want to be successful on that front. But Every time my focus and goal has shifted to becoming more successful with money, my not only has my business suffered, but my happiness has suffered. <laughs> like everything has suffered when that has been my goal. But every time my goal has shifted to how can I help more people, everything's improved. I get happier. My clients get happier. My social media improves. Everything grows. So when I can focus more on helping more people, I'll, I just know, I don't know what I want to do with that other than I want to keep doing it and then yeah. good stuff will happen. Yeah. Yeah. And you can, that radiates out. That's the impression that everyone gets when they see your content. So you're absolutely nailing it, man. And, and I love everything that you do. I'm so 
um, I'm such a big fan. So um, keep going, man. Keep going because I love it and everyone else. Thank you, man. I, I appreciate that a lot. Um, last last question, man. Last thing I want to I want to ask you about. I'm a massive Gary V fan, um, and I just want to know, like, what's what, what's what's it like being a part of his life and being a part of his transition, um, and and what have you learned from him? Uh, it's crazy being a part of his life and it's, it's bonkers. It's completely like, it's insane, like absolutely insane. He's an extraordinary guy and, um, he is exactly who you see online. Like he is who he is and and he's not making shit up. A lot of people don't believe that that's who he is, but it's true. Um, and, and that's probably the best lesson I've learned from him is, is being exactly who you are. It's funny because, um, he, he always says he, a lot of people say fame changes people and uh and he disagrees with that he says fame doesn't change you fame just shows you who you really are mm. and um and i i love that and one of the things a lot of people struggle with in terms of like coaches is content creation well what do i do what do i say like what am i supposed to write and in uh december of 2016 he challenged me to post three times a day every day on instagram and it was like what I was posting four or five times a week at that point, And he was like, you're going to, I want you to post three times a day, every day. I was like, well, I don't know what to say that much. And, and he was like, say that. Mm. I was like, what do you mean? He was like, be honest, like say what's in your head, say how you're feeling. Say, just say that. And it, it was a big transformative shift for my mindset where I stopped trying to create an image and started just showing people who I am and like, <laughs> well, with the main goal of helping people. And I want to say that because sometimes people here show who you are and they think, oh, I'll take a selfie and talk about myself. It's like, no, no, no. It's like to show people who you are. Like I, I, everybody knows I am obsessed with Harry Potter and like, I drink an entirely too much coffee <laughs> and like, it's, it's people know who I am. Yeah. through the way that I tell tell that stuff but it's telling that stuff and and showing my journey while providing value talking about the stuff that I know best so that was probably my biggest shift in terms of I don't really have to try very hard to create content because everything's already created I just I just have to show people I have to get it out and that's, yeah. that's it it's not like I'm sitting down deliberating it's like okay cool this is what's going on in my head now this is what someone asked me. Now I'm going to put it on paper and that's it. And that's, I'm going to show them who I am. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. 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 It's, uh, it's, uh, it must be a massive, um, buzz for you every day. Like having, you know, someone like that in your corner, you know, building not just your business, but just your life as well. You know, it's must be pretty, uh, must be pretty phenomenal. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's one of those things you don't really even, fully understand until like i'm sure like i feel like i understand it now but then in 10 years i'll look back and be like shit i didn't understand it at all and Mm -hmm. it's like you you always learn better in hindsight so it's incredible and it's just in such of a such like a a warp speed time zone right now where like when i finally get out of it and i'll be able to like look back i'll be like holy shit that was crazy yeah it's like a freight train that wasn't slowing down that's what it's (laughs) from the outside um, last thing that I ask everyone that I, that I speak to, um, you know, uh, you're 90 and you're sitting back in a nursing home and, and people are looking back at your life. What do you want them to, to see you as? How, how do you want to be 
you know, what do you want your legacy to be? I want people to know that that they would describe me as the guy that no matter what happened, no matter how alone they might have felt, no matter how hopeless they might have felt, no matter what was going on in their life, they knew that if there was something that they needed, they could come to me and I would do my best to to help them, whether it's point them in the right direction or just be a, someone to listen to them, just like to be there for, for people when they needed it most. So like, just there was no question that if someone needed something, I would be there for them, whatever capacity I could. Amazing. Amazing. Jordan, thank you so much. Um, as I said, man, I'm such a massive fan of everything that you do. Um, and I, I was lucky enough to be, you know, one of the, uh, one of your early followers, I suppose you could say, you know, before, um, you know, you, I guess you really blew up um, and uh, I've just loved everything that you've done, your philosophy, your mindset, um, the way that you put content out. Um, and obviously like, you know, as you've just said, you know, your goal is to help as many people as possible. And I have so much respect for that, man. So I really, really appreciate your time. Um, and uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm super stoked that I had this opportunity. Drew, thank you, man. This has been a pleasure. I'm going to be honest. I'm I'm incredibly jealous of your accent because I feel like it makes everything sound way cooler than the American accent. <laughs> um, but seriously, man, thank you. Like, it's been a pleasure. If I can do anything to help you, don't ever hesitate to reach out and ask. And uh, thank you, man. This is this has been great. Have a wonderful weekend. You too, man. Appreciate it so much. Thank you so much. All right, man. I'll talk to you soon. See you, Jordan. Bye.